Welcome to Bone Chilling Babes, a brand new paranormal and true crime podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Sarah. And uh, first off, really sorry guys for uh, leaving you hanging for about a month. Yeah, we're kind of the worst. Yeah. Um, life just kind of got in the way and it really wasn't expected right now since we're in a quarantine, but a lot went down. <laughs> Yeah, it's been, I feel like this month has been really weird. Like, it's just, like, our schedules haven't really matched up at all, ever. So it's been no, kind of tricky. they haven't. But yeah. we are kind of changing the way that we record the podcast, so we're really going to try and do it every week. But, like, this week Laura is going to tell a story, and then next week I'll tell one, and we'll kind of, like, switch off so that way maybe we'll be better about preparing because you know like, right we work full-time right. it's hard sometimes to like look up stories so we think if we switch off weeks it'll make it easier for us to stay on track for sure also i think toby wants to say hi because he literally just climbed into my lap right now and he never does that oh special guest star toby <laughs> special guest toby he can't say anything and he's also deaf so oh. his presence is here though i just want everyone to know that um, I want everyone to know that in theme with true crime, I kind of had a true crime of my own while making dinner tonight. Oh, oh no. I was, yeah, I was making guacamole because we were having tacos and Perfect. I was, I was trying to get the pit out of um, the avocado and yeah. I stabbed myself in the hand. Oh, like on my pinky and like, like. You know, like, where, like, in between your pinky and your ring finger is? Oh, like, that, like, tender, like, skin spot? Yeah. Yeah. So, but luckily I did not bleed in the guacamole. Perfect. So we're good. But, yeah, so that was exciting. Not exciting. It was very painful. And I got, it made me very cranky. And then I was, like, moody for the past hour because I stabbed myself actually i've been kind of moody all day so i guess i can't <laughs> say it's, i was moody because i stabbed myself but that just made me more moody you know but now you can at least justify it yeah i, mean, I stabbed myself <laughs> oh man i mean do you need to go like to the hospital no i'm okay okay, okay good i had a feeling when i was doing it, i was like i'm using too big a, of a knife for this but that's okay and then i stabbed myself <laughs> Famous last words. Lesson learned. Lesson learned. Um, so I'd like to share a big announcement with all five of our followers. Oh, wait. We've hit 100 followers on Instagram, I want to say. Whoa. Okay. So one, all 100 of our followers. Yeah. Come on. News. Okay. I got an iPhone. That's very exciting. And not only that, I got a laptop. Laura, you're so I've only been talking about it every week. And I finally did it. Amazing. That was all. I'm proud of you. (laughs) That's Um, really good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, another part of why we didn't record for so long is because Toby's been sick for a few weeks. Yeah, your pupper. But big news, more big news. He's been diarrhea free for a week now. Wow, I'm so excited for him. 
I'm very excited for him and for myself and for my carpet. I was just going to say I'm very excited for your carpet. Because that got trashed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad he's feeling better, though. For sure. Every day it was like I was either waking up and finding it all over my floor, coming home from work, finding it all over my floor. Most days it was both. Most days both situations happened. And then, like, as I'm cleaning it up, like, more's happening. It was a mess. Poor but guy. It turns out he has an incurable intestinal disease or disorder and uncontrollable diarrhea flares up when he is stressed. That is so unfortunate. So, welcome to my life. <laughs> the poor dog. my dog gets stressed out, he just shits everywhere. Oh, my gosh. Um. And there's no cure, so. Oh. I mean, it's treatable, but it's never going to go away. Yeah. Oh, that uh, sucks. But he's better now. That's good. I'm glad he's er- doing better. Yeah. Um, anyways, I don't know if you want to just kind of jump into the story. Yeah, let's do it. I'm okay. ready. So this kind of takes place. Well, not kind of. It does take place <laughs> in the early 90s. Um, it starts in 1991, so we would have been, like, just turning one, so we were babies. Um, this lady, her name is Beverly Allett, but she eventually gets known or acquires the nickname the Angel of Death, oh. because she was one of Britain's, like, most infamous serial killers. Oh, wow. Yeah. And when I was reading through, um, you know, her information, all of her victims were children. Oh, I don't like that. That's rude. No, I don't like that either. But um, her and I share a birthday. So I really wanted to read up on her. (laughs) That seems like a good reason. Right. Okay. So this Beverly, uh, she kind of had a weird childhood um growing up she just kind of showed really odd characteristics about herself uh she was a little bit overweight which you know that's not that big of a deal but she had or she would wear like bandages and like wrapping when she wasn't injured or she would like fake being sick so she had that um i can't think of the name of it or i don't know how to pronounce it correctly Munchausers. Oh, yeah. So she had that. Um, So growing up, all throughout her childhood and teenage years and adolescent, she was faking sicknesses and injuries to get attention. And when she became an adult and it wasn't working anymore, she decided to become a nurse. Hmm. Okay. Which I don't really know how she went through, like, nursing school and graduated without anybody really noticing, but she did um they kind of noticed odd behavior during her training um i guess she would smear like poop on the walls of nursing homes where she was being like trained interesting yeah that was a little odd but at this point i think she was already a nurse like i think she had graduated but these were just the new jobs she was working at so while she was getting to know the ropes of the places like she would do this Got it. Okay. And this was for nursing homes. So she was working with the elderly. 
or I'm going to assume it was the elderly. And uh, I don't know. She would miss work all the time or she would show up late and nobody really, you know, reprimanded her for it. But at one point, she had a boyfriend come forward and say that she was really aggressive and faked a pregnancy and, like, had uh, or was spreading false rape accusations about him. So he broke up with her. um, And I think she ended up getting a new job because she started working at a hospital. And that's where, like, her string of murders happened. Mm-hmm. was when she started working with the young kids because her first victim was a seven-month-old baby. Oh. Yeah, his name was Liam, and he was admitted into the children's ward of the hospital with an infection in his chest. And Beverly was um, his main nurse and kept reassuring the parents that he was in good hands, he's being taken care of. She would convince them to go home, you know, for the night to get some rest, that he'll be okay. But when they, when the parents returned the next day, the baby had suffered a respiratory, I guess, an emergency. Mm-hmm. Um, he had recovered from it. But Beverly, she volunteered to stay another night on duty with him so she could watch over the boy and it. But this time his parents chose to stay the night just because of what happened the night before. Um, So the second night he had another respiratory spell like right at midnight. But everybody thought he was going to come through it just fine. At one point the parents left the room and uh, Beverly was left alone with the boy. And while she was alone with the boy his condition like got worse all of a sudden. Hmm. He became really pale, and he started getting, like, the red blotches, which is, like, I've heard it called molding, but it's, like, signs that you're at the end of life. Oh, okay. Um, which then, you know, the emergency resuscitation team came in. When they got there, um, all of her nursing colleagues were confused because no alarms or monitors went off. Oh, yeah, that is weird. And this was, you said, the 90s, right? Yeah, so... it was 1991. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, they had things in place for that. Yeah, they were confused because um, Liam had stopped breathing and nothing went off. Hmm. So I don't know if, like, the whole team was in the room and they noticed he had stopped breathing and they were confused why, like, alarms weren't going off. Like, at some point, the emergency team was called in. So I don't know if she had called them in or... What? Because if there's no alarms going off, how would they have known? Right. Um, but he suffered cardiac arrest. And then he had severe brain damage. And he remained alive on life support. But his parents ended up making the decision to remove the baby from life support. And he had passed away. And his death was recorded as heart failure. Ugh. And Beverly was never questioned about anything. Poor baby. That's so yeah. sad. Yeah, so that happened. Two weeks later, her next victim comes in. Who was, his name was Timothy Hardwick. And he was an 11-year-old with cerebral palsy who was admitted. Um, he had epilepsy. So he had an, uh, an epileptic seizure or an epileptic spell um, just two weeks after this. And once again, Beverly was his nurse. 
And whenever she was alone for the boys or alone with the boys, she would summon the emergency resuscitation team who found him without a pulse and he was blue. And then they, you know, they would try to resuscitate him or, you know, do whatever they could to bring him back to life. They were not able to revive him. And his autopsy showed that, or his autopsy didn't really give a cause of death. They just kind of blamed his epilepsy. And like with him, did any alarms go off or no? Was it just she went and got them? I'm going to say no, because it like it said that she had summoned them. So it kind of sounds okay. like maybe she had gotten their attention to get in the room, but there was nothing about any alarms going off once again. So it's like, I mean, like, I know this is only the second one that you've said, but like, it seems like she's doing whatever it is she's doing to these children and then trying to make herself seem like the hero by getting people to help even if she knows it's too late like maybe to like avoid questioning or something right or like is she, or is she just saying like the, the machines are faulty and that's why the children passed away because no alarms went off to get anybody to come in or I don't know she's deliberately turning them off I don't know how is she like just taking the patient off of them so they just don't sound off when their levels go down or, you know, whatever happens to alert the team. Right. I don't know. But it's messed up. Yes. Baby. And then her third victim uh, was actually admitted into the hospital two days before Timothy was. But didn't become Beverly's victim until after Timothy um, it was a one-year-old, Kaylee Desmond. She was um, admitted into the hospital with an infection in her chest. Everything seemed to be going fine. She was recovering well. Um, she went home, I think. I don't know. It just says five days later, with Beverly in attendance, Kaylee went into cardiac arrest in the same bed where Liam Taylor had died just two weeks prior. How is this lady, like, how has she not been questioned? I don't know. I mean, I know, I know, like, people pass away in hospitals, like, but the fact that it's now, like, three in a row. In the two weeks. Yeah, and dying the same way with this lady in the room. Like, that's a good thing. The good thing about Kaylee, she was actually able to be revived. And they transferred her to um, a different hospital where the doctors there, when they did an examination on her, they found a hole like under her armpit and near that hole, there was an air bubble, which they kind of chalked it up to an accidental injection. And then there was no um, investigation like initiated, but. I mean, that's kind of weird. Yeah. So it was like somebody injected something into her. Right. Um, hmm. Let me see. I just kind of lost my spot where I was reading. Because <laughs> I looked away from the computer for like five seconds. <laughs> Story of my life. Right. Um. 
Yeah, it says that they were able to resuscitate her, so I'm guessing that she survived. Well, that's good. Like, it, yeah. It good just job, said no Kaylee. investigation was initiated, and it doesn't say anything about her passing away. So I'm going to go ahead and say she survived. Yeah. Well, that's that's a bright light in a very dark situation. Right? Um, Just... Three weeks after that, a five-month-old Paul Crampton became Beverly's next victim. So all of this is happening within a month. That's insane. Which I They're find this insanely babies. bizarre. Like, I'm late to work two days in a row and I get in trouble. Right. <laughs> like, this bitch is over here killing and injuring, like, seven kids in a month's time and nothing is questioned. It's absolutely insane yeah so anyways he was in um admitted into the hospital with a bronchial bronchial infection i'm gonna guess this is like a place that really specializes in chest infections because it seems like that's that's why everyone is there yeah Um, just before that they were gonna discharge him you know beverly who was once again her the patient's nurse, she was in there by herself. Um, you know, she summoned help as Paul appeared to be suffering from insulin shock, going into a near coma on three separate occasions. So oh once again, gosh. I don't know if alarms went off or if she just kind of rallied around the hallways and got people to come help her. Um, but every time the doctors revived him, they were not able to figure out what the... What was causing fluctuation in his insulin levels? Um, right. He was also taken to another hospital, which I think was the same hospital that the other girl was taken to as well. Um, Beverly rode in the ambulance with him. And when he got to that hospital, once again, he had too much insulin in his system. But luckily, he for sure did survive. He did not pass away. Okay, that's good. But how are these people not putting this together? Like, I know she was in the ambulance with him, and then the same thing happened again. Like, I it doesn't take a genius to figure out what's happening. I think I had read somewhere that she was one of the only nurses to be working the night shift. Really? But still, you would think like someone on a different shift would hear about this and people would start putting two and two together. Yeah, for sure. Or, you you know, hospital, you know, the people who are higher up in the hospital are going to, you know, start thinking like, hey, all of these incidences are happening. Maybe let's look into the person that's supposed to be caring for these people. Exactly. Yeah. Like, where is the common denominator? Oh, it's Beverly. Yeah. Oh, maybe we should look into her. Okay. And then just a couple days after that, I want to say... It was like two days after that was her next victim, a five-year-old who was suffering from pneumonia, went into unexpected cardiac arrest, but was saved by the resuscitation team. Um, His blood tests and everything came back showing his insulin was high, which once again kind of confused all the doctors there because why is this happening? Um, Yeah. Beverly was his nurse. And he had another heart attack later that night. Um, He was transferred to the same hospital that the previous two children had gone to where he recovered from his heart attack. Um, But 
despite everything that was going on, nobody suspected Beverly of doing anything. Even though now there was like three or four patients in a row who had high insulin levels. So this kind of goes on a little bit more. There ends up being three more victims. Um, Mm -hmm. They, I think they survived. The one was a two-year-old who was under her care, kind of the same thing. He recovered and they kind of chalked up all of his, medical problems to a fractured skull that he got from a fall which hmm. I don't know how that makes much sense um, and then there was a set of twins that ended up being under her care but I think with the set of twins so it says there's a set of twins Katie and Becky Phillips they were two months old they were kept in for observation as a result they were of their premature birth um, I guess they were born too early and um, so they were kept being kept for observation and they were sent home, but a bout of gastroenteritis brought the one twin Becky back into the ward on April 1st. And when, you know, you guessed it, who's her nurse is Beverly. Of course it is. Yeah. Uh, two days after Becky came into the hospital Beverly raised the alarm, claiming that Becky appeared hypoglycemic and cold to the touch, but no ailment was found. Baby Becky was sent home with her mother. Uh, During the night, while she was at home, the baby, Becky, she went into convulsions and cried out in apparent pain. But when, you know, they tried to summon a doctor, they just suggested that she had colic. The parents kept her in their bed for observation, and Becky actually passed away through the night. So Becky had died at home. But her surviving twin, Katie, was admitted into the hospital just as a precautionary, you know, in case she had the same thing or, I don't know, they just wanted to be safe. Of course, Beverly was in attendance again, and it wasn't long before they're trying to resuscitate this baby, Katie, who had stopped breathing, um, their efforts to revive her were successful, but two days later, she had a similar attack, which ended up collapsing one of her lungs, or both of her lungs. I don't know. It just says the collapse of her lungs. Following another revival effort, she was transferred to Nottingham, which is the same hospital all the other kids had been transferred to, where they discovered that several of her ribs were broken, as well as her she had suffered serious brain damage because she was so deprived of oxygen. She had survived. And like the sick twist of it is Katie's mom was so grateful for Beverly for saving the baby's life that she asked Beverly to be Katie's godmother. Not even realizing that she's the woman who caused these issues, killed the previous baby, killed all these kids, you know, in the past. Um, after that, it says there was four more victims that followed, um, but they were just, it was kind of the same story. Like they came in for an infection. It was the same thing. So there's no more names or stories really listed. Um, eventually they opened up an investigation on Beverly because they noticed that a lot of nursing logs were missing. 
And when they did the investigation on her, they found all these missing logs at Beverly's house. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I know. This lady. So what ended up happening is Beverly was injecting all of these kids with insulin, which was causing them to go into these cardiac arrests or whatever they would need to be revived. Wow. Yeah. Oh, also, there was high levels of potassium in um, a couple of the children as well. So, this is just super depressing. It really is. I'm sad that I share a birthday with this woman, but yeah, that's what me made too. me want to look her up because I was like, oh, we share a birthday. Anyways, so by July, by that same, by July, so like three or four months later, They felt like they had enough evidence to charge Beverly with murder, but it wasn't until November that she was formally charged because of her, um, you know, her mental state. She kept faking illnesses. She um, stopped eating, so she lost 70 pounds. Like, she just kept coming up with things for the trial to be delayed. Um, What a psychopath. Yeah. So she wasn't charged until November of that year. Um. But I guess she never actually went to a formal prison. She ended up going. That makes me mad. Yeah. Oh, and when she was charged, she was charged with four counts of murder, 11 counts of attempted murder, and 11 counts of causing grievous bodily harm. Which I don't know what grievous means, but that's what it says. Um. Hmm. And then, anyway, so like I said, she didn't actually go to a prison. I remember reading this last night. She ended up going to more of a mental hospital. And when they asked the families of all of her victims how they felt about it, they were really mad because I guess this hospital cost the taxpayers a lot of money. And it's like staying in a nice hotel on vacation. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, this lady, she should have been rotting in prison. For like, sure. For sure. You know. She ended up being, like, formally convicted May 23rd of 1993, and she was given 13 life sentences for murder and attempted murder. It was the harshest sentence that was ever delivered to a female at the time. It might not... I don't know if if it's still, like, currently if she still holds the title for that. Um, Let me see here. Yeah, it doesn't really say anything else about that. But she went to, um, so she went to the maternity, or no, not the maternity. She went to the mental ward. But they ended up shutting down the maternity ward of that hospital that she was living in, or working in, because of her. Yeah, I can see that. Right. Which that, I mean, I'm not surprised, but. Not all of her victims were babies. A lot of them were like 2, 7, 11. Yeah, that's true. Anyways, so they shut down the maternity ward and she ended up staying at where I'm trying to find the name of the, the facility she ended up going to. But they said it cost the taxpayers $3,000 per week per inmate to administer. Holy cow. Yeah. And the last time anybody kind of checked up on her, she was planning on marrying another inmate. Oh. 
Oh, a nice little prison wedding. Yeah. And then since she was the subject of a newspaper inquiry back in 2005, she received like $40,000 in state benefits since her incarceration back in 1993. Oh my gosh. I guess she tried to apply for a review of her sentence, but it was kind of shot down immediately. Oh, the name of her, the name of the facility she went to is called Rampton. So, hmm. I do not like no. her. She is a very terrible person. She is like why? Why children? I mean, why anyone in general? But why children? Yeah, it's like because it's like they're so hopeless, you know. Right. Like, just... what did they even do wrong to cross you? Right. That's just so terrible. Um, yeah, it really makes me sad. I wonder. I should have done research on like the surviving kids. Yeah. Ooh, maybe that can be like a follow up for next week or oh, something. Because like that thought literally just occurred to me like to look up the surviving kids to see if they have any memory of it. Like how is, you know, what is their health like now? How's their well-being? Or, you know, yeah. if their families have anything to say on it. I'm sure they do. Probably, yeah. But that is insane. That is like, bonkers. For sure. Like, I don't like people, but I'm not going to take anything out on a child. I'm not going to take no. it out on anybody, really, but not a child. But, yeah, it's like, especially not a like, child. Like, I'm just going to go home and eat my feelings. Same. Even though I'm on a diet and it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. But it's cool. <laughs> that was super depressing. I feel like I need to watch like something fun. Oh. Like a Taylor Swift or a Jonas Brothers concert on TV to feel better. Because <laughs> I'm sad. Um, the poor baby. Did you ever watch the show Dead to Me? Uh, yes, I'm Okay, like the second it. season's out. I know, I watched it all in, like, two days. Okay, well, I'm behind on the times, apparently. I just started yeah, watching it, like, Yeah, who do you think you're like, talking today. to? Like, when I came home from work, I turned on the first episode of the second season. Which I'm gonna have to rewatch it, because I have a terrible tendency to not pay attention to the TV when it's on. See, if I'm watching something new, like, a new season of a show... Or just a show I've never seen. I have to like be laser focused. Like if I get up to get water, I have to pause it. Because but if it's like a show that I've seen before, it's like oh whatever. No, I'm one of those. Well, first off, TikTok has really sucked me in and wasted a lot of my life. Oh my gosh, Um, never made one. Thank God. Don't worry about that. But I will watch them. I can't go on TikTok past 10 p.m. because I will be in bed (laughs) until three o'clock in the morning watching TikToks. Oh my um, goodness. But I'm terrible with that. Like I just sit down and I just start scrolling and one thing leads to another and before you know it, three episodes have gone by and I do not know what happened. Oh my gosh. The second season is so good. Like I think I liked it better than the first really? season. Yeah, it's really, really good. Yeah. I think yeah. I got to like the end of the second episode. I might have gotten to the end of the third one, but I don't remember it. Yeah, I would just go back to the yeah, first I'm just one. Have to because re- I was also cooking dinner too, so I wasn't really like. 
I couldn't hear it over the stove. Oh, yeah. See, I can't do that. I gotta, I gotta just be sitting there staring at the TV. No distractions. I've already watched the Golden Girls all the way through and I started watching it again. So I was like, no, I have to turn something else on. Yeah, I'm on like right now I'm going through probably like my 20th rewatch of Gilmore Girls. Oh, I love that show. It's my favorite. Yeah. I feel like I I watch it all the way through like twice a year. I just keep cycling through because that's one where I don't have to pay attention. Like I know the show beginning to end by heart, but I just enjoy it. It makes me happy. I like when they did the four part reunion. I need to know who the father of Rory's baby is. I know. Me too. I I think I read somewhere that they're going to make like another. are they? Good. Yeah, but I might be making that up. I might just want that to happen, but I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. Or, like, that they were in talks I mean, of it doing it. kind of sounds familiar. I feel like I read that as well, because, I mean, they left us on a real big cliffhanger. I know. I really want the baby to be Jess's, but I know it's going to be, like, Logan's See? or that the guy who is dressed up oh. like a Wookiee. Wasn't that Logan? No, the Wookiee was in New York. Oh, I thought he had dressed. Yeah, wasn't Logan in New York? No, he was in London the whole time. I don't know. It's been a hot minute <laughs> since I watched it, apparently. I know my Gilmore Listen, girls. I'm not doubting you. I just. Wasn't Logan at one point a Wookiee? <laughs> Maybe during the series. Maybe that's what I'm like, thinking of. Is like, in the show. I'm pretty sure that's how they met. Yeah. In the series. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I should watch that. That sounds fake. <laughs> yeah. But so I'll probably continue on with my Gilmore girls I'll, watching I'll when we're watch done. The Jonas Brothers concert. It's always a good choice. For sure. Remember last week when I got last drunk night. out of nowhere? That was awesome. Yes, that never no, it happens. Does. It's not going to happen again because I drank all of my alcohol that night. <laughs> it was so funny because on FaceTime, you just kept saying, yeah, I drank all of the alcohol in my fridge. And you said it like 12 did. times. I drank all of it. And then I, I put my dying. glasses. I like took out my contacts and put my glasses on and I go to bed. Okay, so I wake up in the morning and I cannot find my glasses. I'm like, okay, maybe I just fall asleep with them on because that happens a lot, like, when I'm sober. That happens a lot, and then they just, like, fall off my face. So I'm, like, kind of, like, feeling all over my bed, and I can't find them. And they're not on the windowsill because my bed is right under the windowsill. That's normally where I put them. They're not there. So I'm like, this is weird. So I was like, whatever. I can just get up and, like, like, walk my way to the bathroom and put my contacts in, even though I cannot see anything. As I put my contacts and I come back in my bedroom, I put my glasses on the same table as my TV, which is on the complete opposite side of the room. What was drunk Laura thinking? Like, what was the point of even doing that, drunk Laura? If you didn't even wear your glasses across the bedroom, that's the whole point of wearing your glasses, is to get across the bedroom. Our drunk selves don't really help us out too much No, they really don't. But... I was, like, crying of laughter that whole night. You were hysterical. Oh, good to know. 
was and I was fun really, times. You need I to was do that mainly, again. So the main reason I did it was to see if I still have my awesome skill of not getting hangover. Because in my 20s, I like I never got a hangover before. So I was like, man, you know, I'm coming up to 30 really, really fast right now. Like, I wonder if I still get a hangover. I do not. I, am I woke so up. Jealous. I did not have a hangover. I scrubbed my carpets. I cleaned my entire house. I went for a long walk. Like, I did a lot of stuff the next day. I am very jealous. That stopped for me. Like, I used to never get hangovers. I'm, like, around 25, 26. I have, like, a beer, and then I'm hungover nice. the next day. <laughs> no. Nice. <laughs> Not nice. I like beer. And I don't drink it to get drunk. I'm just like, oh, I just want to enjoy this. And then I'm in pain the Oh, next you mean day. you don't randomly sit at home and think to yourself, let me just get randomly drunk. Oh. No. I mean, from time to time, sometimes it's like, hey, I've got lots that of wine. That must be just a me thing then. I mean, it's probably not going <laughs> to happen for a while, so. You just need to have that energy the next time you come to I Nashville. I will, if I'm ever allowed to leave the state. Yeah, that's very at the true. rate we're going, I'm not going to go anywhere until February of 2022. Perfect. I'll see you in a year yes. and eight months. Because every time we reach the end of our stay-at-home order, it gets extended by another two weeks. It's annoying. Yeah, that's frustrating. So I'm hoping this summer I'll be able to come down, but I just it's hard to say for sure what's going to happen. Yeah, I know, like, I keep telling, like, I was going to go up to Michigan for a weekend in June to see my parents, and now I'm just like, well, I don't know, like, I told my mom, I was like, I really want to, it just kind of, like, depends, yeah. you know, I don't realistically seeing it happen, I, ho- I hope it can, right. but it just... it just seems like one of those things that it'll be, like, the week before, I'll be like, oh, I can do it, and I'll book a flight yeah. and go, but... This is crazy. So it's hard to plan right. anything. Right and now, nothing for is sure. open yet. Like everything is still closed. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm hoping. I'm hoping I can make it happen. Yeah. Sure. It would be fun. If not, we'll oh, find another time. Yeah. But there will be plenty of tequila for you oh. in Nashville. Oh, God. <laughs> when you can I get don't... here. <laughs> I don't know if I should have tequila in Nashville again. We could do, what did we do? Like 10 shots each that one Oh night? my God. I know we have, <laughs> we did so much. And then we also drank like beers, which is weird because I don't drink beer. Yes. We were drinking beer in because, between tequila shots. Because people this were was buying also... it for us. Yeah, this was yeah, five guys, this years was... ago. So we were this... 25. We were like 24, turning yeah. 25. Yeah, so this like... was... It was, it was what, easier. March or April of 2015. Something. It was in the spring. It was 2015. It was either like March or April. Yeah, because it was the year. Yeah, it was like exactly a year before yes, I moved down and we here. stayed in like the cheapest motel in the world. <laughs> it was the Nights Inn. If anyone listens and is from Nashville or knows Nashville, it was the Nights Inn. Right across the river by East Nashville, but not in East Nashville. It was kind of like in the in between where it's super I shady. Walking a lot. We walked 
we just ended up walking there yeah. and it was just like some nights we were like this is not we were, a good idea we were like walking under train tracks really murdering really murdering the gas i remember the gas station next to the hotel because i think we like walked in there to buy like cokes and sodas or something before like when we first got there we had some reason to walk into that gas station like the gas station had bars on all the windows and doors which it still does fun fact i was over there i don't remember when not too long ago and i like drove through and i was like oh hey look it's still Still very murdery i remember at one point i think we got like chipotle and (laughs) and then walked back to the hotel so i remember eating mexican food in bed I vaguely remember but that. But I don't too. remember getting Mexican that, food. That we Riley, no. That weekend is still things at still come we, back to me. At least we like didn't eat a stranger's hot whenever dog. I'm Hillary. Like Hillary. <laughs> I know. Whenever I'm like downtown and I'm in one of those bars, like memories will still come back to me. I'm like, oh I know, my god. I remember gosh. that one guy that wouldn't stop dancing with me. And it wasn't like Oh yeah, he, he, he was, was actually really nice because it wasn't like dirty dancing, like it was almost like swing dancing. Yeah, he was like you guys were like <laughs> waltzing around. And the he bars. was also a ginger. Yes, and I he do was really that. nice. I feel like that was a missed opportunity. Probably. And I, I remember he was like, "We're gonna be down here tomorrow," and I'm like, "Yeah." We probably will, too. But I was also really drunk, so don't ask me what I said after that. But we never exchanged numbers or anything. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's sad. It was a good trip. We For need sure. to recreate it For once sure. we can. Get Hillary and you and have, like, Jordan come up yes. from Alabama. Please. And just recreate that. Just go to Broadway. Please. And just- Drink as much tequila and as we can, we can before get we die. And fries the next day. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. This is like my dream weekend <laughs> right here. Hopefully it can happen soon. I know. I hope so. Awesome. For sure. Well, I should probably get yeah, going. Yeah, I have to finish eating my gross dinner. Oh, I'm sorry. My dinner was tacos and it was delicious and I mean, not it's bloody. Not, it's not gross. It's just not what I want it to be because I'm on a diet. So I just really yeah. forced myself to eat it. Yeah, that's okay. No fun. So next week, it's all you. It's all me. I don't know Ooh, what I'm going to talk surprise. about yet, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be I'm a excited. surprise. Yeah. Yeah, you should be. It's going to be great. <laughs> and we promise it'll actually be next week. Yeah, like, we're actually, we're really yes, going to get back Yes, we are so sorry. We suck at everything. We, we are well aware. Yeah, you don't have to yeah, tell us. We know. <laughs> we will be the first to yes. tell you that we suck. Well, okay. <laughs> Alrighty, well, I hope everyone yes. enjoyed Yes, I'm going to do my research on those people and kind of do a follow-up next week. Okay. Yeah, that'll be good. Alrighty. Well, I guess until until next week. week. Bye. See ya.